Welcome to Magnified Word Broadcast with Bishop Chris Quinston Addo, a son of the prophet Dikewood Mills. Teaching the nations with signs, wonders, and prophetic manifestations, he's currently the senior pastor of the Captain of Salvation Cathedral, Kaswa Nyinyanu Kokraba. Now on today's message. Wherever you are, lift up your hands. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Visit us and do what pleases you. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Father, bless, 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 bless. Thank you, Father, for Reverend Ellie. Thank you for Bishop Hamish and the great work that Bishop did. And I send it over to a son who is running the church with all these great servants of God. Thank you for the team of leaders. I pray that tonight, as you visit us, visit them especially in the name of Jesus. Precious Holy Spirit, use me as a vessel. Grant us grace. Let us have an encounter that will be historic and memorable. Lord, with our hands lifted up, we surrender all to you. And we say, have your way. In the name that is above every other name. Jesus, the crucified and the resurrected. And somebody shout your loudest, Amen. And give it up to Jesus once again. Hallelujah. And please sit on top of your enemies. Hallelujah. I can see special people that I know. And I'm I'm glad to see all of you. And I believe that by the end of these three days, God would have visited us. I was telling Reverend Ali that the the stairs looked a little bit different from what I knew. (laughs) So I think at a point I would descend. Else I'll look too tall in your eyes. Is that okay? Hallelujah. So tonight I am talking about a very important subject that is found in our father's book, The Faith Secrets. And uh, the title of tonight's message is Your Faith is Your Life. The reason why I'm preaching this, it's very important. Because you see, we are we are in an economy that is struggling, truth be told. But I believe that who you're Christian, I believe that if you're a Christian, you don't have to look at the economy to determine how your life must be. These three days, I would express something from you. Number one, your amen. Because I will be prophesying whilst preaching. And one of the things that you need to receive the prophecy to work for you is your amen. amen. For instance, for instance, what's preaching? If I say, I see the Lord blessing you. Amen. Your amen is a signature in the spirit. Amen. So, when I see, when I say, I see the Lord blessing you, what do you have to say? Those who are saying, may you receive a blessing in the name of Jesus. feel that the atmosphere is ready. You know, so you sit down, let's start talking. Some other things I'll be sharing tomorrow of what I expect of you, but tonight, 
I want us to look at Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. And I usually preach with singing, yeah? So, from tomorrow, we'll go more into it. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. Can we all read it together? Ready, go. Honestly, honestly, this is where I'm taking today's message from. And I want you to take your time and listen to me carefully. You know, so let's break it down. Scripture says, Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Then he continues, yet not I. The next statement is where you need to take me from. He said that, but Christ liveth in me. And he has colon. So he's explaining. And he says that, and the life which I now live in the flesh. Take note. Let's stop there. The life which I now live in the flesh. The life which I now live. I now live. That means that there was a life he lived before. Am I talking to people? Please, don't rush me. I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm taking my time. I'm asking a question. It means that there was a life he was living before. Because he said that the life which I now live, the life which I now live, so let's relate it to ourselves. The life you now live, the life you now live. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, the life you now live. Tell your neighbor, the borrowing life you now live. The poor life you now live. The rich life you now live. (laughs) Am Am I talking to God's people? The marriage life you now live. Those who are ready to receive a miracle. The America going life you now live. I didn't hear your amen. I said that going to America life you now live. The praying life you now live. The full time life you live. The lay ministry life you now live. So whether good or bad, we are all in a life. Sit down, let me talk to you. He said that the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith. Take your time there. I live by the faith. So that means that your life that you're living is by a type of faith. So I want to actually let everyone understand from this evening's convention that everybody, your life is equal to your faith. What you are now is because of your faith you are walking in. And that is my premise. The life which I now live, I live by the faith 
Then he continues, of the Son of God. That means that Paul was saying, before that time, the life he was living, he was living by another faith, which was not the faith of the Son of God. So then, what type of faith was he living by? When you go to the courts, the lawyers will say, I put to you. But tonight, I want to try and put to you that your life that you're living is evidence of your faith that you have. In other words, I would want to say your life is your faith or your faith is your life. So we can know your faith by your life. It's the same thing that me frafra, me chachiano, your mobile, my yebi fried rice, my yebi jollof, me the frafra, but it's the same thing. So your life is your faith, your faith is your life. We can know your life by your faith, we can know your faith by your life. Is it the same thing? So in other words, even if we look through the scriptures and we begin to see types of faith, we can conclude the type of life. Or if you see some type of livings or life, we can conclude a type of faith. Let me give you an example. You know, in Luke chapter 15 verse 11, I'll come back to what I'm trying to say. In Luke chapter 15, I'm giving you an example. Bible said, and he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion that falleth to me, or the goods that falleth to me. And the father, after consulting his brother who was the uncle of this young man. And then the uncle spoke to him and he wouldn't listen. Bible says he divided unto them his living. And many day, not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. Now look at somebody whose life just looks like some of us. Because you are seated here, we are in church. But when we look at your life, some of you, you are staying in a small room. You are living a particular life. I'm going to show you that your life that you are living is actually evident of your faith. And so if you want your life to change, it is not God who must do anything. It is you who must do something. It is the reason why you must increase your faith. It is the reason why you must have a type of faith. That will help you because if you want a quality life, you need to have a quality faith. If you want a high life, you need to have a high faith. If you want a great life, you need to have a great faith. If you want a little life, you have to have a little faith. So, sit down, let me show you. Bible says that, and not many days after, the younger son gathered all together. This is a young guy who was staying with his dad, but something has entered into his head. And it was evident by his actions. And the more I would know in a GD hour. And he took his journey into a far country. You want to always sit at the back. It's a type of faith that produces a type of life. I don't know, but I've come to a point where I don't usually um, attribute a lot of issues to devils. 
It's a strange statement I've made. I said, I've gotten to a point where I don't attribute a lot of issues and problems to devils. But I've come to believe that devils are doing their thing. If you bring yourself, they'll, they'll do their things with you. Let me give you an example as we continue. As I yet here, as we are sitting here, as we are sitting here tonight, as we are sitting here, we like it. That's why we are here. Everybody who is here, you like it. If you don't like it, you will not be here. You are seated here. If some strange smoke begins to come around and it's so some way that now we begin to struggle in breathing, I'm sure we will all move out because then the environment has changed. So, because, because you like the atmosphere or you can manage with the atmosphere, that's why you are seated here. In the same way, you like your life and the way it is, that is why you're doing nothing about it. So he said that, and he took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance on, take note of those words, riotous living. Riotous living. Or he wasted his substance on a type of life which was described as riotous life. Riotous means that rebellious, reckless, unguarded life. And this was because his faith was like that. His faith was reckless. He had a reckless faith. He had this feeling that, look, daddy can't do anything. Whatever I want to do is what I want to do. You have some pastors who have the audacity to challenge their pastor. Because according to them, my pastor is not my pastor anymore. He's a snake. Because in, in their mind, even if I call my pastor a snake or my spiritual father a snake, he can't do me anything. That, that is his faith. But for some of us who have a faith that if you honor your father, you, it will be well with you. We have a faith that if you dishonor your father, you die before your time. We are careful of that. So your behavior is a revelation of your faith. I said, Charlie, I think I go blow my time, man. Me, me them, my paddies, we go out. Some of you are in church, but you're living a double life. It's your face. You're a dancing star, but you know what you're doing. You're a singing star, but you stay in a man's room. A man you are not married to. Because a man will take care of you. That's your life. And it's evident of your faith. So what I've tried to let you see is that. When you look at your life now. You can't say me I have faith by the confession I make. Faith is not just confession. Prophet was you has written in his book, faith is not just confession. It's far more than confession. It is actually the way you live your life. That is your faith. 
So for some of us who gave our lives to Christ and have tried to live for God and have become missionaries and serving God, it is our faith. So a missionary life is a missionary faith. That is like if only I would be sent out somewhere to preach the gospel. Because I know that that is what is worth it. If I can be sent somewhere and preach the gospel and people and I'm able to get them from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. I know that my rewards in heaven will be great. Missionary. It is the faith that makes you see your life. Who are building by centers, by centers, that is your faith. Those who are not doing anything in church, it's only their faith, but they have time for their job. Look, when I joined this church, let me share this. Evidently, when I joined this church, actually, a friend of mine invited me. That, oh, Chris, why don't you go for the convention at Lighthouse? That's really. Let's go. His name starts with T. Don't try and guess it because you make a mistake. So when we joined this church that same day, I decided to join a particular... I'm talking to somebody, so listen to me carefully. I decided to join a particular ministry, then called ministry, what is now Basante. And that was AOFM. And he joined Aquaba. That was 1993. That same year, by the grace of God, I went to university. And then I joined Teachers and Follow-Up. That is in Kumasi, USD. And then gradually joined prayer. And then gradually, then Pastor Kakra gave me the responsibility to take care of a school as their patron. The school was called Ganami. Ghana National Academy. Around the tech junction somewhere. And then 1996, Prophet sent some of us to start the campus church. And then that's how all this while, this my friend was in church here, polygonal. But he would, he, his serving God was not, is not, was not too straight. Fast forward, 2005, that's 12 years later, by the grace of God, I had gone to Uganda that was 1999. Started a church. Married. Giving birth to two at the time. I had come to Ghana to celebrate my mother's birthday. And I saw this, my very good friend. And when I saw him, it dawned on me that, ah, he wasn't serious in going to church. I'm talking about your faith is your life. So I asked him, brother, you don't go to church. I said, how do I know? I said, when I look at your eyes. It doesn't look like uh, you're serious. Some of us are very serious doing ministry. But how come? And he said, oh, truth be told, for some time I'm not serious. Because Sunday morning, when I have to go to church, that's when I go for keep fit. It's a type of faith that instead of going to church on Sunday, you choose to go for keep fit. That's your life. So, I said, no, 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 no. So I spoke to him. Fast forward. I found him in church. He didn't. Three months later, by noon, I was there in Uganda when I had a call. That this friend of mine had had an accident and died. He died! I 
sudden death through an accident, car accident. It's sad if I tell you what led to that. Because I wonder whether, by what I heard, whether he make it to heaven. Because he was into girls. Saturday into Sunday, instead of preparing to come, it's clubbing. I'm talking about your faith is your life. His faith was not evident, but his life showed what faith he was walking in. For him, he thought that he could be around, be in church. And then maybe, let me use the word pretend, pretend to be somebody who is whatever, but he was not. God is using me to speak to some of you. You are not serious enough. But God wants you to lift up your faith and like Paul say, now the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Not the faith of just anybody. Unfortunately, this is my friend passed on. He was so sad. Ladies and gentlemen, some of us, our faith is corrupted. That's why you have a corrupt life. Today, the assignment I'm giving you is that check your faith by your life. God, you respect. If you don't have money, it's because you have a type of faith that does not bring money. Some of you, it is because you are lazy. You wake up and you take your phone, you be on social media, Facebook. It's a type of life and it's a type of faith. Your, your faith is that oh, when you watch these things, you are learning more. But that is what is making you like that. You are becoming a lazy girl who does, doesn't know how to cook. And in future, when you marry, it will be full of problems because it's a type of faith that is producing a type of life. all of us to have this kind of quality life. A good life. A high life. Jesus said, I came that you have life and have it more abundant. That means that you need to have a quality faith. A high faith. A great faith. An abundant faith. An abounding faith. Bible says that faith comes by hearing. But let me tell you something. Actually, that scripture, Paul should have said that the, the, the son of God kind of faith comes by hearing hearing the word of God. Because what it is is that you can also have corrupted faith by where you hear what you are hearing. No wonder I will say that consider what you hear and be careful of what you hear. Ladies and gentlemen, these three days, the Lord wants me to start today by telling you that he wants you to be ready to change some things. Because God wants everybody in this church to do well. We have a a father who is a good example of what I'm talking about. That prophets, when you look at the journey of his life, he has walked on this journey where, by the grace of God, today, prophets has birthed all these churches in the whole world. 
It is an evidence of his life, but it's also an evidence of his faith. He has chosen to allow the word of God to guide him. What is guiding you? There are three things that comes to mind. Number one, the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You want to have a type of quality faith. You must be somebody who is always allowing the word of God more into you. And what the word of God says you do. Because you can allow the word of God into you, but you don't do. So what the word of God says you do, that is what produces a type of life. These days, I don't see a lot of nighticians or UD members soaking in messages, reading our Bible, having quiet time. I have, in the recent, asked a lot of people, have you had your quiet time? They say no. Have you had your quiet time? They say, even as I'm talking now, most of you have not had your quiet time, but you have, you have eaten breakfast, lunch, and supper. It's a problem. And the second thing is that now we scriptures, we can memorize scriptures. So if the devil comes now, what can you say? Go back to the days when the word of God can just memorize the scriptures and let it flow. That is how come we have scripture union. Scriptures were in us. Scriptures are in me. I can talk them like a river. It is the scriptures in you and doing the scriptures that produces the quality life that you want to see. Sleep with the messages. I sleep with prophet's messages. In my car. I have it on all my gadgets. Not because they say we should listen, but because it is doing something for me. It is doing something for me. It is what makes your life a nicer life, a quality life, a blessed life, a unique life, that anointed life. It is the word. It is the word. It is the word. It is the word. And I see the Lord helping you to love the word. From today, may you be a lover of the word of God. There is no way you will live an overcomer's life if the word of God is not in you written. Colossians 3 says, let the word of God dwell in you richly. Someone said, is it not so? Sit down, let me talk to you. You know, tomorrow and Friday, I'll be moving into some realm. And today's foundation is very important. Because when I start ministering, because you are with me, it will be easier for us to move there. The second thing that comes to mind, apart from hearing and hearing the word of God, is what you see. Because what you see also has the potential of affecting your faith. Yeah, has the potential of affecting your faith. Let me show you, for example, just one scenario. In Matthew chapter 14, verse 28 
And I'm reading up to 31. Bible says of Peter, the disciples were with Jesus and at the point, Jesus had just separated himself. And then they were wondering, what was Jesus? Bible says that, and Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. Huh. Verse 29. And Bible says that, and he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Somebody shout your loudest amen. Yeah. Now look at it, verse 30. Bible says that, but when he saw the wind boisterous. So Peter saw it was dark at night and they were, they were in the ship and they were just sailing and then the wind began to blow and then they saw somebody coming and they were wondering who it was and then somehow it occurred to him, could it be Jesus? He said, Jesus, is it you? And Jesus said, it's me. Jesus was at a distance. And he said, if it is you, Jesus, please tell me to come. Then Jesus said, come. Then Bible says that Peter got out of the ship. All his disciples, all the disciples, others were looking at him and he began to walk on the water. This was faith at work. This was Peter's faith at work. This was Peter's faith at work. Now he was walking on the water. The Bible says that he saw the wind boisterous. And from a dim, dim, Then when the wind began to blow strongly, what happened? Bible says, <laughs> And immediately, verse 30, he was afraid, or his faith was affected. Fear is a type of something. His faith was affected and beginning to sink. He cried, saying, Lord! <laughs> In other words, when you look at the economy today, you look at the way things are going, you can easily say, ah! Let me buy some rice and keep it. Let me buy some corn and keep it. Let me keep my money in my account. Let some, a lot of people are doing a lot of things because of what you are hearing. They say that the dollar account is whatever. Inflation. There was a fuel. I caught 18. Since I dropped it to 16. Have you heard that it's going to go by 40%? You're not too shocked. Too. People are hearing things. And people are not getting shallow. Especially. Especially. If your salary is not too... You can easily be like Peter who will be afraid and beginning to sink. He cried, say, Lord, save us, save me. And look at what Jesus did. Bible says, verse 31, and immediately, I don't know, but if Jesus were like here, and then Peter was there, Bible says, immediately, Jesus stretched forth his hand. That means that Jesus' hands was stretched. Because he wasn't close. The distance that Jesus was from Peter was quite a distance. But when he said, Jesus, if it's you, be he was walking. He had not gotten to him. But as he was walking, he began to sing because he got afraid. And then he said, save me. And then Jesus stretched his hand. That means that Jesus' hands supernaturally became long. Tonight, I have come to tell you that Jesus' hands has supernaturally become long to save you. In the name of Jesus.
be afraid. Don't be afraid. All you need to do is to increase your faith. The Lord will take care of you. I said the Lord will take care of you. I said the Lord will take care of us. I said the Lord will keep us. Some people are even thinking that there will be war in Ghana. It is not true. And immediately, Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said, look at it, oh thou of little faith. Whereof, wherefore is thou doubt? Little faith. Your little faith is what is producing this little life. Peter, what you saw has affected you. So my question tonight is, what are you seeing? What are you watching? Let me tell you something. I have realized something that is happening in this last day's church. This last day church. Prophet said it two or three years ago that one of the enemies in this last day is our phone. And also on social media. And I think it is very true. Social media is affecting most of us. It has its advantage, but the disadvantages are so many. Most of us are distracted because of Facebook. Because of Instagram. Because of TikTok. Because of Twitter. Because of YouTube and the things that you choose to watch. Am I talking to real people? What are you seeing? Some of us, we are not able to even remember our dreams because your, your, your sight is now filled with a lot of evil and corrupted stuff without you knowing. It's affecting your faith and it is reducing your life, the quality of your life. Connect how you are struggling to some of the things you are watching. You like watching Nigerian movies. You like watching a lot of Indian movies. You like watching a lot of Singaporean and Korean movies. You like watching a lot of series. You like watching things that are wasting your time. And all those things are corrupting your faith. It's against some people like us who are always watching preachings. I don't know why you're watching some powerful first love something. If you are not watching that, you are watching Benihim. If you are not watching, you are watching something that increases your faith. I am here to somebody that change the things that you are watching. Change the things that you, because you see, your faith is actually your life. You can't, you can't, you can't play games with that. Actually, we are all products and composites of what we have been watching over time. What you have been hearing over time. If you don't believe it. It's a body and chair. In case you don't know, call. Can no 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 one day, I don't know if you have heard it before, Prophet said one of his then sons, who was a colleague, said me, I don't, I won't, I won't listen to the Makane. And he said, why? He said, I know that when I listen to the Makane, 
something will happen to me. What, what will happen to you? He said that I will, I will leave my job and then become a full-timer and go to the mill. Why? Because he had a revelation that those of us who have been listening to the Makane and watching the camp, something is changing in our lives. Because you see, what you listen affects your faith. So as you keep listening to the Makane, your faith is affected. And then as it's affected, now it begins to affect your life. So now you realize that those of us who have been listening to the camps and then watching and all that, we become a type of preachers. We become a type of Christians. We become dedicated to God. We want to go to the mission field. But those who don't listen, they also want money. They want things. They want earth. They want the earthly goodies. What are you watching and what are you listening? What are you watching and what are you listening? I think I was in the church. I have listened to a man of God who said the doctor diagnosed me of a strange disease. And the doctor said he was going to die in 10 days. And he said, me, die 10 days. So he told his wife, are you listening to me? So he told his wife that, listen, I am going to Mama Deborah, I am going to be in the room for one week. No food, only water. I lock myself in the room. Nobody should come and look for me. Not even my wife and my children. I want to be in the room and spend time in the word of God and talk to God and increase my faith. The man of God, and he said that, and I know that when I'm able to increase my faith to a point, because my faith is my life, I would overcome this strange disease. And that's what he did. He says, from day one, he was there. Madalama didn't Read these scriptures. Especially Isaiah. And you'll be reading and reading and reading and reading and reading and reading. By his stripes I am healed. He said, do I walk through the valley and the chance of death? Do I walk through the water and the, the fire? The Lord will deliver me. The Lord will uphold my righteous hand. It's all those scriptures, he was just quoting it himself. Day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, day six. He said by day seven, he felt something in him that told him that he's well. So he finished the day seven and then he said, darling, I want to go back to the doctor and do a checkup. And when he went to see his doctor, they did a checkup. He said, excuse me, what did you do? He said, I did nothing. He said, what's the problem? He said, what, what you diagnosed is not there. He said, no. I want to go to another doctor. So he went to another doctor and did a checkup. And to the glory of God, when he went, whatever the problem is, was not there. Ladies and gentlemen, we have lost those times, but if we can come back to these times, where you can lock yourself and then feast on the word. There is no problem above the word of God. There is no problem. There is no problem. Faith is your life. There's no problem. That is above the word of God. That's why there are scriptures like do not despise prophesying. That's why there are scriptures like he said the prophesying of Haggai the prophet and then Zechariah are what caused the people to build and to prosper. 
These are things that are true. It's all, in other words, the word of God that the anointed men of God were declaring is what caused the people to... May the Lord bless somebody tonight. Let your amen establish your blessing. That's why if you have to win, who is number one in my life? It's prophet. Because he has shown me, and now I am blessed by the grace of God. When people hurt me, it doesn't do much to me. Because my faith is that I have to let go. And that has given me a life of, I'm always smiling and happy. Sometimes, even as I why am I too, why am I smiling? Sir? I don't even understand why sometimes I'm smiling. Since I came here, I've been smiling. Uh, I'm happy. My soul is happy. My heart is happy. But some of you, you, don't, you are not like that. It's because something is not working in you. Am I talking to God's people? But from today, from today, as you allow the word into your life, more, 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 more. But by the time I'm finishing tonight, which is a few minutes from now, I'm going to give you a prophetic word. And I want you to go home with that prophetic word. By tomorrow, most of you come with a testimony. It is not because Bishop Chris is saying it. Because the word of God says so. I said most of you will come with a testimony. Yes. The third thing, sit down, let me finish. The third thing that you have to take note of is what you say. So what you say can also affect your faith. So what you hear can affect your faith. What you watch or see can affect your faith. And what you say. Bible says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Isn't it not so? Yes, what you say. Now let me show you something. And I'm looking at, I'm showing you this. Look at it critically. In Mark chapter 11, in Mark 11, let's start from verse 12. Bible says that, and when they came nigh to Jerusalem to Bethlehem and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, he sent it for two of the disciples. Verse 12 now. Go to verse 12. And on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. Somebody say amen. And seeing a fig tree afar of having leaves he came if happily he might find anything thereon and when he came to it he found nothing but leaves for the time of figs was not yet somebody say amen now look at it and jesus answered and said unto it no man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever and what his disciples i can't hear you and his disciples So, it was morning. They were going. Jesus was hungry. He saw this fig tree and he wanted to go get some fruit. But when he got there, there was no fruit. You know, I said, no. Whoa, no fruit will come on you again. Just casually. When he said it. Please take note of what I'm going to say because it is there. It is one of the dynamics you must understand. Because tonight, I'm using that dynamics and if you can understand it, you would expect um, your miracle. TNA. Or say, and he spoke to the tree that you will not bear fruit of it again. And his disciples had it. 
Next verse. So they were going. And they came to Jerusalem. Jesus went into the temple, began to cast out them that sold and bought to the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold drops. Uh-huh. And would not suffer that any man should carry any vessel through the temple. Huh. And he taught, saying unto them, Is it not written, My house shall be called of all nations the house of prayer? So he was dealing with something as he had gone to the temple. Next verse, verse 18. Bible says, And the scribes and chief priests heard it and sought how they might destroy him. For they feared him because all the people were astonished at his doctrine. Verse 19. And even when even was come, he went out of the city. And, you know, in the evening, Jesus left that city. In the morning, he cursed the tree. In the evening, he and the disciples left that city. In the morning, he had spoken a word. In the evening, he had left that city. And the word was, tree, you will not give, bring forth fruit again. How can you speak to a tree and expect the tree to respond? I'm here to tell you that you see, your faith is your life. Oh. There are some things that you must know that your mouth, your mouth can address it, but you see, you have not been addressing it. And that's why things are the way it is. Jesus said, for me, this thing was supposed to produce something, but I'm not happy with it. From, from today, it will not bear for fruit again. And the disciples heard it. Thank God that they heard it. So Bible says that in the evening was come, he went out of the city. Look at it, verse, verse 20. And in the morning, and in the morning, somebody say in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up. From where? I can't hear you. From where? Wait. So now what it means is that when Jesus spoke to the tree, she had it. And it started responding back on the roots. The root is the part of the tree that we can't see. So anytime you say something, it starts working. But it works from where we can't see. No, no, no. Let me say it again. I say anytime you say something, whether you believe it or not, anytime you say something, I'm, today I'm showing you something. Anytime you say death and life are in the power of the tongue. Anytime you say something, it starts working from the roots. What happens is that sometimes we come and then say another thing to cancel it. The reason why your faith is your life is that the things that you have said, that was now working and coming from the root. So, when the thing was gradually building up, then you say, ah, life is very difficult. And you better. Me bro, I saw you came in here. 
Basenta ekra ebe ye ni. Je neni pa be ba. Je neni pa ba be toma die. Eti mi obi ba be wari mi ni. Inja soya ka menye kunu. Ikenya branti ebi abe jina wechi o. A o time o hon. So can say, if the pastor will say, why don't you go around and shake it's the mind that you will be the 21st person. But in your mind, you are saying that even this church, will I get a man? The moment you said that, no, you cancel that. Your faith is your life. Let me put it into bracket. Your hearings, your scenes, your sayings is your life. Finally, this is my daughter. Stand up, girl. She's, she turned 20 years months ago. Level 200 in, in, in Lagos. 21 years ago was when I married. 23 years ago was when I was in Uganda as a new missionary. I wasn't married then. I had not even met the mother. And in church, while I was preaching, I was saying, because as a missionary, I had to say motivational messages to the church. The Lord will bless us. That though the beginning be small, yet the latter end will greatly increase. Let's not despise the humble beginning. The Lord is, then I'll be saying things to encourage the church. And in one of these preachings, I said, and I believe it, I said, I am believing God. I'll marry a beautiful woman. And my, our first child will be called Angela. And our second child will be called Christian. And I said, if God does it, you will know that I'm a man of God. Hey. And I was saying big things, but in my mouth, I was declaring life. You know, then two years later, I met this lady right here in Kondegono. And I got married to her. And then she followed me. And when she came, I told her, yeah, this is a very important place. I told her, that you know I've been saying things in the church. That our first child will be Angela. So please believe me. Don't try and do something that will. Yes. Don't cancel the thing. So she said, oh, she, she believed. And then we started doing what we have to do. Reverend, by the grace of God, by following here, God has blessed us with the. Look, the night that she was to deliver, I wanted to be there. The doctor said I should go home. Tonight, something is going to start in your life. I didn't hear your amen. Some of you who don't have beloveds, God is bringing your beloved tonight. I said some of you who don't have jobs, God is going to give you a job tonight. Receive. And I said, I said, Doc, so they said, oh, just go home. So I went home. You know, then I was also practicing as an engineer. So then they knew me more of an engineer. So I said, engineer, just be home. 
Because I stayed at home. Throughout the night I was praying, Father, because Saturday, if my wife does not deliver a girl, I don't even know how I'm going to say it in church. Because the people are waiting to hear. Interestingly, when we close that leg, so they wouldn't know whether it's a boy or a girl. When we close, we see. God was working. Amen. So, I was there when I had the call. Into Sunday. Because I slept over a little bit. And I had a call. And I woke up. He said, are you not Chris? He said, yes. So your wife has delivered. Delivered what? He said, a baby. A baby what? Stop saying what? Just say what? A baby what? He said, a baby, a baby, a baby girl. Seen you. And I said, Lord, 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 thank you. Because, because, because I began to feel more confident that look, I have to do this more. Sunday morning, I go to church with excitement and I stood in church. I said, Can you believe? The church said, No. <laughs> I said, By the grace of God, Angela has arrived. And the whole church, Tonight your car is arriving. Tonight your healing is arriving. Tonight your blessing is come. In the name of Jesus. It starts from the roots. That's why we don't have to joke with our prophet. Before Mampon came up, our prophet has been declaring, declaring for years. And it was, it was starting from the roots. Church became a mega church. Daddy started calling it a mega church. He started saying it from the roots. Say it. It starts from the root. Don't say that. Hey, don't talk like that.
Next verse. And Jesus answering said unto him, just like what Paul said, the, the life which I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. There is a higher life called the life of the Son of God. And what brings about that life is called the faith of the Son of God. It is that faith that he's describing here. He said that have faith in God or have this God kind of faith. Live by that faith. Yeah. Whatever the word of God says, that should be fine now. 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 That should be should be fine now. That should be fine now. I believe in the word of God fully. <laughs> I believe strongly that if God says that you can rise up from the dead, you rise up from the dead. These three days, I have come believing God with you that anything that looks impossible, God will make it possible. If you are sick tonight, you are receiving your healing in the name of Jesus. Pastor, I usually do visitation with. She's one of the anointed lady pastors that I go with, especially when it has to do with women. Not a few months ago this year, there was this woman in church who had been paralyzed. And she sent a message that she wants us to make a prayer. I said, let's go. So we went. This woman has four children. When we got there, the children had to carry the woman and brought her to lay there before us. There were tears in her eyes. And we said, I told her, Lady Pastor Dora, let us pray. God is able. So we started praying for a while and after that, I started talking to the woman. And as I was talking to the woman, like God would usually do, he began to give me a revelation. Word of wisdom, Word of knowledge, I was entering and then got into some things. And she confided in us and opened up. And we asked her to, to deal with it. And after that, we said she was going to rise up. By the grace of God, before our eyes, we saw this woman rising up, rising up. The children were there, rising up. She struggled, rising up, and then moving. And they're moving. At a point, she was moving in front of us in her in her room, in her in her hall. She was going up and down, up and down, up and down. Today, by the grace of God, she comes to church walking, 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 walking. That's my faith. That's your faith too. I went to Switzerland some years ago, maybe 14 years ago or, or 16 years ago, and after preaching. Our bishop now invited me to go to a house to go and pray for a church member who was faithful, a woman. And I remember her face. Lights came. We got to her house and she was struggling to even walk. It's when I got there, the presence of God hit me. And I said, Mama, I am, and I mentioned my name, Pastor Chris. Your pastor here, Pastor Andy, we are joining our faith together with and believing God. And I knelt on my, I went on my knees and held her knees. 
And I started praying. And the power of God began to move through her. And she said, I can feel it. I can feel it. I can feel it. To the glory of God, strength entered into her legs and she began to walk. The God we serve is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If only we believe. Shock! But Jesus told him, Peter, why are you afraid? Why are you shocked? No, Jesus answered him, have faith in God. Have God kind of faith. Your life is dependent on your faith. You can have this quality life if you can increase your faith. Have faith in God. Then he ended by saying, look at it, verse 23. And he says that, look, Peter, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever, whether Chinese, whether from Kolegon, whether from Nyanyano, whether from Canada, whether from Kenya, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, they have seen a mountain just by, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea. And the problem is, shall not doubt. That means that shall not change his confession, shall not change his perception, shall not change his mind about it, shall not doubt. That person, if you remain focused, but shall believe that those things which take note of these words, which he saith, shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Can I have an NLT of that verse? NLT. Please, I want you to look at this verse. Go home with it. He said, I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. Uh Uh-huh. Uh huh. I tell you, you can pray for anything and if you believe it, that you receive it, it will be yours. How many are believing God for tonight? Your faith is going. Look, your faith is your life. The prophecy is this. This is the prophecy. Look at it. John 3.10. Joel 3.10. Everybody stand to your feet now. We are closing. I am believing God with you. I believe you've been blessed for listening to this powerful message. For prayers and counseling, contact the following numbers 0273 240 449. 0540 77 49 41. Stay blessed.